Kia ora and welcome to the Dawn Chorus on Friday the 3rd of September. I'm Bernard Hickey for the Kaka. Today we're going to focus on what's happening in Auckland with Level 4 restrictions and how long they might last. We're seeing this morning various uh, reports out that it could be another three or four weeks in lockdown for Auckland. Why? There are 65 mystery cases who it's not clear were infected by others in their household or a clear contact. And the modelers and the Prime Minister are saying we really need to understand where these people got their infections before we start to relax. Now that is uh, obviously an issue for many people who I suspect were hoping that there's only a couple more weeks for Auckland in lockdown. That's when the next review comes from Cabinet. But we'll watch out this afternoon for more signs on how many of these mystery cases there are and also how many uh, cases are in, were in effect um, infectious in the community. So that's those people who weren't um, self-isolating completely and uh, maybe went out to the uh, supermarket or the dairy when they were infectious. Elsewhere in the news today, um, we have signs that MIQs under enormous pressure uh, with the number of specialised quarantine rooms almost halved because local community acquired cases are now in those MIQ rooms. Some reporting too from Andy Fires at Business Desk showing that since March, the number of uh, rooms available has actually reduced by a quarter in part because the government has increased the number of rooms that it uh, allocates for itself to 500. And of course, expats are pretty upset about this. And also Chris Hipkins's comments um, a couple of days ago that uh, they shouldn't really come home for summer holidays. Many of those people are, of course, needing to come home for medical or employment or family reasons. So... Uh, Key questions to look out for over the next uh, couple of days. Um, Firstly, um, who's getting in on these 500 rooms that the government's allocating for itself? Uh, It's clear from the announcement earlier this week from Chris Hipkins that there won't be any new vouchers opened up for regular entries beyond the emergency ones. Uh, It'd be interesting to know um, who's getting that allocation. Is it... uh, any of these movie stars or sports teams uh, or government officials, the pressure is really on there. Watch out today too from the uh, National Cabinet meeting in Australia. They usually have it on a Friday. At the moment, Australia is really split between Queensland and Western Australia, who are both pursuing elimination strategies and have hardly any cases. And on the other side, you've got New South Wales and Victoria, who have now both given up on elimination. Over 1,200 new cases announced yesterday in New South Wales, and over 120 in Victoria. It's basically getting out of control there as well. Increasing pressure on uh, New South Wales's hospital system as well. And uh, essentially, New South Wales has given up and they're going for broke. For example, yesterday, they relaxed the uh, rules on outside exercise. Just some other uh, bits and pieces on the COVID front here and overseas. Um, Stuff's reporting this morning that a third student was found to have flown to Wellington illegally during the lockdown. Remember, there are a couple of others who went to Wellington, one of whom bounced on to Dunedin. 
Well, the kerfuffle yesterday about the man without a shirt who escaped from an MIQ facility. Um, News Hub's Tover O'Brien has the scoop that actually he had breached a self-isolation order earlier. So this is his second escape. Also overnight, you might have seen on on um, Facebook. I don't look at Facebook, but I know there are people who do. Um, in the Novotel Ibis, a, a woman with COVID stormed down to the um, reception desk and demanded that um, her kids be fed. And of course, that meant uh, that was an, uh, a um, an potential contact or infection event. And so those uh, hotel staff at the Novotel Ibis, Ellerslie, are now into self-isolation. National, by the way, are proposing a point system for MIQ places and a ban on the booking bots. We'll see whether that that happens um, and watch out uh, overnight we got news that there are now 1 million people in Britain who had long COVID in the four weeks to August to study out there and Mario Draghi remember him from the European Central Bank well, he's the Prime Minister of Italy now and overnight he said Italy would make COVID vaccination compulsory this will become a new battleground in New Zealand too, where at the moment it's not mandatory in many places, just on the borders, and businesses are very keen to see it mandatory, particularly in healthcare, which seems pretty obvious to me. Okay, elsewhere in the global economy, global markets and global business, uh, China has announced it's going to create a new stock exchange in Beijing. This is all part of the um, increasing bifurcation of uh, the world of geopolitics and business into a Chinese sphere and the rest. And uh, also, you might have heard of this common prosperity drive by President Xi Jinping. Well, um, we've heard uh, overnight that Alibaba has pledged to spend 15.5 billion US dollars to um, spread the money around. All of those tech giants are running scared in China on this big push um, by a Leninist Marxist dictator for common prosperity. So we all thought communism with Chinese characteristics wasn't that much different from capitalism. Well, turns out um, there's a fair amount of communism in there as well. Uh, also on the global front, uh, jobless claims last night uh, fell quite um, heavily uh, to a new COVID era low. Now that's good news, uh, those people applying for unemployment, but we'll all watch tonight for the non-farm payroll figures. They really closely watch the world's largest economy, how many extra jobs are being created, and most economists see around about 700,000 created in August. That'll be one to watch. Stock markets up a little bit, uh, but they're not moving much ahead of this jobs data. The oil price up again to around $73.38 per barrel of Brent crude. I remember OPEC Plus decided um, night before last to increase the amount of production they're doing, but by less than hoped. Bitcoin, for all you traders out there, it's up above 50000 US per Bitcoin. This is because there's a report that Twitter is going to allow users to tip people who send tweets with Bitcoin. There we go. There's a statement I never thought I'd, I'd make. Bitcoin up above 50000 because um, Twitter might allow Bitcoin tips. And the New Zealand dollar up quite strongly overnight to up by 0.6% to 71.1%. Remember, you know, we're still talking about rate hikes here where the rest of the world is um, shifting away from 
rate hikes that makes in theory the New Zealand dollar more attractive than the US dollar that's becoming uncomfortable for some exporters and of course dealing with all sorts of other grief in other local business news um, for those looking for a central bank digital currency out of New Zealand we seem a bit slow off the mark here overnight the Bank for International Settlements announced that the Reserve Bank of Australia but not the Reserve Bank of New Zealand, had joined up in a new test called Project Dunbar. This is a test of uh, using a digital currency to improve international payments, which is the obvious place for it and certainly one to watch. Out of Australia, the National Australia Bank, which of course is the parent of BNZ, has said it's considering mandatory vaccination for all its staff in Australia. And that will be an issue that we have to think about down the track. Of course, at the moment... It's not legal to say to someone, uh, we're going to sack you for not being vaccinated. You can put it into a new employment contract, but at the moment it is still illegal to do that. Um, businesses are hoping the government gives them some air cover by um, mandating a vaccination, but we'll see. In m news out of the Australian today, uh, Nestle apparently is in the running to buy a company called Zewe Peak. Uh, I don't have a pet, but apparently it's a, a pet food company that does, you know, organic, um, natural pet foods. Uh, apparently it's worth a billion dollars, and PwC are doing the sales process. And global business news overnight. This is one for the tech sector to watch closely. This could be quite momentous. Apple announced overnight it's going to loosen its very strict payment rules for app developers. Now, at the moment, when you put an app, an app on the Apple Store you uh, have to allow Apple to take a 30% cut of any costs of their download. And various regulators around the world have been looking at this. Um, It looks like a anti-competitive and monopolistic practice, according to Japan's Fair Trade Commission. And in South Korea, they actually legislated earlier this week to allow people who are buying an app to pay developers directly. And this is a big deal because uh, Apple has been making a killing out of this, and of course because of its dominance with the iPhone and um, the standard that sets on those payments, um, it is uh, a really big deal. It's also relaxing restriction on developers. Um, It actually stopped developers from offering discounts uh, for the apps on other channels. So that essentially frees up that market a bit. And uh, also another sign that... um, the rich are different from you and me, and uh, that the law doesn't seem to apply to them. Uh, in the United States, at least, uh, a judge has approved a four and a half billion U.S. compensation deal uh, from the Sackler family. For those who followed Purdue Pharma and the entire opioid crisis, uh, the Sackler family have essentially found a way to pay money to avoid being prosecuted for their um, various. Uh, decisions which um, are alleged to have caused thousands of deaths because of uh, the sale of um, their opioids. Uh, For those who've read various books and reports on this, which are uh, shocking to be frank, this again shows that um, if you're rich enough to pay a big fee, you can avoid going to prison, as we saw with the, uh, the bankers during the GFC. Okay, um, those are the main pieces of news today. Watch out for a couple of useful long reads, particularly on long COVID from The Atlantic. Watch out too uh, for um, uh, a couple of pieces uh, on what's happening 
in the area of uh, 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 saliva testing. Good piece from Dilipa Fonseca there. And um, have a look at this common prosperity line, um, which Xi Jinping is running. There's a Guardian deep dive into that. Um, that's very useful. And of course, we've got some fun things, which uh, I hope you all enjoy uh, today. I hope you all have a great weekend. There is, of course, going to be a Hoon, uh, a webinar for subscribers later on today, I hope. We're at four o'clock with Peter Bale, for those who um, have been in on the previous ones. And later on this morning, I'm talking to Thomas Coglin, who is a another um, monetary fiscal policy <laughs> political geek in the press gallery and we'll have a chat about what's happening this week. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was the Dawn Chorus. It is Friday the 3rd of September and it's a sunny day, which is which is great. Hope you're all well and safe. Takite anō.